0: You are listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I'm a general dentist, a practice owner, and a certified life coach. I teach women who own dental practices to lead with intention and literally fall in love with their businesses. Keep listening and you will see how learning to love your practice turns into loving your life too. Well, hey everybody. It's Dr. Laura Mach here today for another episode of, of Love Your Practice. How's everybody doing today? By the time you hear this, it's, it'll be December. And boy, oh boy, has 2021 been a roller coaster of a year for me. I'm guessing it has been for you as well. Just wondering how you're doing. Reach out to me if you're struggling. Um, are you fully staffed right now? I feel like so many of you are not and feeling like that's stunting your growth. Uh, a lot of people are short on hygienists, especially, and, um, but assistance in front desk too. I was just at a meeting of entrepreneurs within dentistry, women, all women. Um, so some dental practice owners, but mostly people who serve us as dental practice owners. And um, everyone's talking about the shifts in the employee market. And it's really different now, isn't it, than it was uh, pre-COVID. So one of those things, one of the things that happens when we're short on employees like this is it exaggerates a problem that we already have in our office. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. So the title of this episode is Embracing Change. Why it's hard, why it's important, and how to do it. What I mean when I say that is when we're making changes, and that includes what I'm I'm going to include asking employees to change, but I'm also going to include getting ourselves to make changes in our practice. And when we are nervous that our employees are going to quit on us or that they're unhappy with us, then we shy away from making those changes which then we don't have the opportunity to move our, our practice forward because we're nervous to talk to our people. Does that sound like something that's happening to you in your head sister? So, cause this is what I'm hearing in the mastermind. And also with my one-on-one clients, it's kind of like, well, I'd like her to do this thing differently, but I'm afraid I can't ask because maybe she'll just quit. And I really, really need her. But first of all, what I want to say to you, um, for those who have employees, which is most of you, make sure at this point that you are reaching out to your employees and expressing gratitude to them, that they're staying with you. Because I'm telling you, every dental employee could move to a new job if he or she wanted to, and they're with you. Uh, They're seeing it through and that shows loyalty. And you want to reward that loyalty by just thanking them for being there. And then what I want to do is I want to take you through why change is hard. And then um, after that, we'll get more into, um, into what to do about that. One of the things that the ladies are telling me is I can't ask so-and-so, whether it's Sally or Julie or Jessica To change this thing that I want to move forward on because I don't think that they're going to like it. And one of the things that I want to tell you about that is you're right. They might not like it. And especially at first, they might not like it. And that's because our human brains are wired to prefer the status quo. And I'm going to explain that to you more. But before I do, I wanna point out to you, there is a podcast episode, probably 10 episodes ago with Dr. David Maloli. It's called Maximizing Your Team's Instinctive Strengths. Um, And we talk about this. We talk about how for a lot of dental team members, their zone of genius is not in embracing change. That's not their favorite thing. And something about the dental industry attracts people who like the status quo, who like um, systems, who like serving people. And when we go in there as the entrepreneurs and we say, and now we're going to change this thing, then what we want to do is, and this is what I'm going to teach you today, really do that from the perspective of understanding what their brains are going to do. So first, I'm going to teach you from your own perspective, what I want you to understand, you know, I've said this before, but I'll say it a million more times. Our brains are an organ and organs behave in predictable ways. Like you remember learning in physiology, we had all these different parts of the kidneys we had to memorize and, and the purposes for each part and how it makes the urine, right? Same thing with the heart and the lungs. There were, behaviors, patterns of behavior that these organs display, and our brain is not different. And our brain's job is to make sure that we as an organism are safe. Okay. And in fact, I want you to understand before we move on that our brain's instinctive behavior is to protect us way more than it is to comfort us or de-stress us or make sure that we're having fun or even to innovate that that's not the main purpose of this protective part of our brain. Okay. So for example, let's pretend that you and I live in a cave and we've got some mushrooms and some insects to eat in here. And maybe there's a drip, like a stream or a a Creek that runs through the cave. So we have water and someone comes in from outside and they're like, Hey, you know, we could go outside. There's berries, there's sunshine, There's all these other animals and food that we can eat. And, you know, there's maybe, maybe going to be a part of our brain. That's like, Ooh, that does sound nice. What is sunshine? Does that feel good? But then there's going to be the protective part of your brain. That's going to say, well, I don't know because this cave is pretty comfortable. There's no predators in here. I think maybe we should just stay here. And what I find is that for female dental entrepreneurs, which is you all, because you own dental practices, this happens to us with our brains, when we're trying to make progress or decisions about our dental practices. So we're over here going, oh, that scanner would be so nice, but look at the price. No, I shouldn't buy that. Or everyone's going to say they don't want to learn how to use the scanner. We'll just keep using Alginet, It'll be fine. And what we find is that we have to have um, we have to have a desire for the change that's greater than the discomfort that we're going to have to sift through, bigger than those objectives that we're going to have to hear our brain make in order to get to the something better. So, for example, um, there was seven years ago. It might have even been eight now. Um, I signed up for the Blatchfords and um, this is a consulting group that helps you take your practice to the next level. And um, it took me several months of learning about what they do and then hearing my brain go, "Nope, you can't afford that. It's too expensive. You have to go to all these meetings. You really shouldn't do that. And it took until I had enough data and enough hope, enough belief that I could actually do these things to help me get over what I like to call the speed bump of change, right? So we have this speed bump where we have to be willing to step over this uncomfortable stuff in order to get to the part where we're we are where we want to be. So we're gonna take this desire to stay in the cave. And we're going to understand that as entrepreneurs, we have an innate need to move forward. We are business women, right? We have this need to move forward, and so sometimes this need to move forward overcomes the feelings of overwhelm or discomfort that we have to um, that we have to go through to make changes. But I mean, raise your hand if you've got stuff right now that you've been meaning to change in the practice, but you haven't actually made the change. (laughs) So this might be buying a scanner. It might be, um, getting trained to place implants or, you know, last week we were talking about getting trained to treat sleep apnea, um, could be, um, getting new software. I've been looking at software and I still haven't made the change. What I want you to understand is that when you take a human brain and then you sprinkle in this dentistry and this owning a dental practice, what you get is an uncomfortable feeling a lot of times, and it is very normal. In fact, if you were to say to me, Oh, I don't mind, this is fine. I would say, are you sure? Are you a robot? Because everybody else is over here just struggling through, trying to get past the speed bump of discomfort to get to where they want to be, and um, it's just it's just normal. You just have to have enough hope and optimism, or enough data, or enough thoughts that are creating excitement or momentum for you to make those changes. Okay, so why don't you just take a moment? You can even pause this podcast. And ask yourself, what's something that has been something, you know, is going to be a positive change for your practice, but you haven't been doing it because your brain's been like, stay in the cave. (laughs) What is your brain telling you? That's trying to get you. It's trying to use that to get you to not change. Let's just look at it for a minute. Okay. And if you come up with one that you feel pretty good about, send me a message and let me know what you figured out. All right. So that's your brain. Okay. And that's why change can be hard. Now, what I want to do now is I want to shift from your brain to your employees brains. Okay. Because all of your employees also have human brains and we already established that brains behave in a predictable manner. So that means that when we walk up to them and we say, "Hey, hygienist, how are you doing today?" <laughs> today I want you to start taking a photo of every single tooth, every on every patient. That's going to be something that's going to trigger the exact same response that I was just talking about, except it's going to be in your employee's brain instead of yours, and what I see happening over and over again in the practices that I help is um the dentist says what they want changed and then the employee's brain does a human thing and then the uh the employee starts to give out nonverbals or maybe words that um they're listening to their brain be nervous about that change like are you sure that's going to work or i don't know if we're going to have enough time for that or a big sigh or maybe some eye rolling And what the dentist does is instead of interpreting that as, oh, good, I just remembered that or was reminded that my employee is not a robot. She has a human brain. Instead, we uh, we let our defensive brain take over because we forget to prepare for this um, beforehand or we've never been taught that it's normal for the the, the employee to go on the defensive first before they make the change. So, what I want to do is first just re emphasize here if your employees are giving you a little bit of pushback when you ask them to make a change, it's not because you're doing a bad job. It's not because they don't believe in you, because remember, they could go work for anybody else right now. It's not because of that. It's because they have a human brain that's trying to protect their organism, and the brain thinks it's being helpful by throwing up roadblocks. changes. Okay. Now, what I want you to do is I have a little system for this, for overcoming this natural tendency for your employees to not like change. Okay. So number one is I'm going to have you plan before you talk to the employee, you are going to want to figure out exactly what you are going to ask them to do so that it's very specific And that is because we don't want the brain getting confused. And like, what is she even asking me to do? Right. And we're also going to have the, why we're going to have you explain why you want it. You know, sometimes I feel like I shouldn't have to explain why to my employees. I feel like they should just say yes, because I'm the boss and I'm paying their paycheck. And I pay this hourly wage. And while they're doing the hourly thing, they should just do what I want. Okay. And I totally get why I would think that, but the honest to goodness truth, ladies, and I've taught you this before is that your employees feelings matter because their feelings are what drive their actions, not your to-do list. Your to-do list that you give them gives them direction, but they're they're human. So their actions come from what they are feeling inside their body. And if you can be prepared to tell them why it's good for them and their patients that you're making this change, they are going to be much more open to it, okay? Now, I don't want to, that's not the only step. Even with your whys ready, we're gonna have to go through each of these steps to get beyond the resistance to the part where they're on board with you, okay? So you're gonna make your request, you're gonna do your planning, and then number two is you're gonna come to your employee make your request and then you're going to invite questions and this gets into that discomfort again because my defenses come out a lot when i allow my employees to question me (laughs) because again i just want them to say okay but you've got this and i've got this and we have good reasons why we're making the change they're not selfish reasons They have to do with keeping the business afloat, with taking the best care of the patients. And those employees are just going to need a little bit of data. And that means they're gonna need a chance to ask their questions. Without us getting defensive, we're gonna prepare for this beforehand. So we're gonna ride out the part where their brain starts to resist, which you're going to see as, well, I don't know if that's going to work or what about this? or the brow is furrowing or someone's deflecting and talking about, well, Susie at the front desk, doesn't have to do that. And when they do that thing, what I want you to say in your minds is, oh yeah, this is the part where their brain acts like a human brain and tries to protect them from any changes. This is completely natural. And if they didn't do that, then I'd have to worry that I was employing robots instead of humans. All right, let me just take a little quick drink of water here. All right, thanks for waiting. So we're gonna ride it out. We're going to reassure our own brains that there's no need to get defensive right now because this employee is here with us. They care about the same things we care about. They just need time and information to be ready to make these changes, to be ready to step out of that cave where they have their mushrooms and their crickets and their water into where the sunshine is at. So listen, Susie, I was just outside. I saw the sunshine for myself where we're going is amazing. I'm going to ask you to trust me. I understand you're nervous. Let's go there together. And what you'll get as you listen to them. And as you respond to them is increased trust and increased um, compliance they'll know that you have their back. This will only work with your employees, by the way, who value your leadership. Okay. So if you've got somebody working for you, that's just punching the clock or they don't really care, or maybe it's even worse and they have it out for you or people in the office, this system's not going to work, but it's a nice way to kind of weed that out. You know, if you do have someone who's Who's doing that in your practice, they probably need to go. They're really not helping you. Even if you think that you need them, you need them less than you think you do. Okay. Even, I mean, I have friends right now who don't have any hygienists at all. They've been operating without hygienists. I don't recommend it long-term, but what I'm saying is what do you actually need? Well, you definitely need employees who believe in you and are not undermining you. Right. But I'm, this system is for tried and true, clearly um, valuable, clearly loyal employees, which is probably what you have right now. Because like I said, if they could leave, I mean, they could leave. So if they want to leave, they would go. There's everyone's hiring right now. Right now. Finally, what I want you to do is if this sounds interesting to you and you want to get a little bit deeper, I want you to go back to that Dr. David Maloli episode. Dr. Maloli is also, well, he's a retired practicing dentist, and he's also a life coach and really gets into the Colby. I don't want to say personality Colby profiles of our employees. And, and again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to that episode. It's called maximizing your team's instinctive strengths. And it's from earlier this summer. So it shouldn't be too hard to find either on my website or on iTunes or Spotify. And then the other thing I want to encourage you to do is to be watching for the next rollout of the love your practice mastermind, because we do go deeper into this subject and others how to correct your employees, how to have a vision for your practice, how to actually love what you're doing right now. And um, it's, I'm telling you, we are transforming our own lives over there. And we'd love to have you in there. And it's, we're going to have another rollout next month. So be watching for that. If you aren't on my email list yet, you can go to my website, loveyourpractice.net. And just hop onto my email list on there so that you won't miss any big announcements. All right, ladies, I hope you're gearing up for a wonderful holiday and I'll probably talk to you one more time this month. Um, Don't forget to write it out when you ask your employees to change and say to yourself, this is the part where their brain resists change. It's like the most amazing thing you can say to yourself. Okay. We will see you next time, ladies. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I would love to meet you. To join our movement, find the Facebook group called Love Your Practice and request to join. If you can't find it, just send me a message and I'll add you. You'll find me there helping all of my ladies to fall in love with their businesses and have a better life.